Derek and Steve present You heard it here second Welcome to episode 157 of You Heard It Here Second. I am Derek. And I am Steve. And we are back in 2022. Steve, how's it going? Happy New Year, Derek. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. 2022. It's here. It's here. Yeah. It doesn't, it still feels like 2020. It, yeah. Right. Doesn't yeah. it feel it like does. not it does. 2022? At all. At like, all. Yeah. We were talking you know, about the Roaring Twenties. Two years ago, yeah, and 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 the thing is, like, it just was all blur, you know. Like, like it's not, it's not that it has nothing to do with like it feeling time wise, like the year like flew by. At least I don't think it's more just like been such an abnormal turning of the years the last the last two years. So true. That, like, even though the time feels like it passed, like it feels like a long time ago that twenty twenty New Year was right, but at the same time, it just feels weird. You know, like I'm it feels like yeah, so weirded out. I mean, and COVID has thrown a wrench in everything. everything. I have no and, idea what yeah. time is anymore. Anything, yeah, at yeah. all. And we're back into that almost. You know, where it's where it's back to staying home again. Sometimes. I feel like maybe that's why. Yeah, it's like, did those years happen, or is this still <laughs> the same COVID time? Right. Exactly. It, it makes you quite yeah, because because it's like it's it's gone like full circle. You've we, like we, we returned to normal for a little while, and then it's like, wait, this is what this is what it was like last time I did this, but. We, but we changed from that already, you know? Derek. So. Smash yeah. Mouth was right. Yeah. The years start coming and they don't <laughs> they stop coming. They don't you stop coming. You got that right. <laughs> you got that right. Um, and, you know, the other thing, too, is that, like, it's always there's always been that, like, you know, the first time in the new year when you'd write the year and you're like, oh, wow, this feels weird. It's a new year. Like, you thought they were over that when you got out of school, right? Like, like when you stopped, yeah. like, writing the date at the top of your paper, it was like, okay, I don't, I don't deal with that anymore. And now it's, like, reappeared. It's like, wait, like. 2022 did 2021 even happen here's a question so yeah do you still feel that weirdness when you type the date because i remember that feeling like yeah. like having to scratch it out like when you're in like middle school um, i don't get that don't same feeling so. when i'm t- when i'm typing definitely not to the extent anyway like maybe uh, the thing is i don't think we type it in the same way you know like we if we type it it's like asking you like what is the date right whereas in school when you'd write it it was not like it sounds dumb but it, w- it wasn't like you writing like what you were thinking like what's the date it was like a habit. It was muscle memory. When, yeah. In, in, on a piece of it was paper, more of like you'd part write of, it. Part of writing your name or something. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like a signature that had to, you had to change every year. Right. right. So, um, so yeah, whatever the case, however we got here, we're here. It's 2022. We it. And, uh, we have a pretty standard episode, I would say, for the return to the year. Um, so we'll start off with some sports in the beginning, pretty much football as we're heading into the kind of peak season of, of the calendar year for football oh, yeah. to really ramp up. Uh, then a few slide into our DMs questions and a few miscellaneous topics with books, uh, movies, TV shows, things like that. So uh, anything you want to say before we go right into sports? Let's go right into sports. Happy New Year, Derek. Let's do it. The Monster Jam. All right. So starting out with our sports section and with football topics to begin. So uh, last episode we did... Uh, kind of briefly talk about the college football playoff scenario that was uh, before us, right? With the uh, Bama and Georgia, both being SEC teams in there, Michigan having the great season in the big 10 and then Cincinnati um, being the non power five uh, school to get in there for the first time. Uh, Didn't go how we wanted it to go, Steve. The worst (laughs) stinks. College football is here's a question because we're, we don't, I don't want to do the game analysis anymore. We do everyone and their mom does that. Michigan got blown out. Yep. And Cincinnati got blown out. Yep. Neat. There's a lot of, lot of, lot of college football teams. Yeah. <laughs> and the top two blew out the third and the fourth. <laughs> yeah. So is college football suffering from a parity issue? Is it is college football sort of broken? Um, it might be. It might be. And the thing is, it's it doesn't seem like that because like Georgia is bad for a while. Bama yep. has an off year, but like there was so, some stat a couple of years ago, and it's probably changed. But there were about three or four active coaches in all of mm-hmm. college football that had won a, yeah. a national championship. Yeah, 
Um, and it's probably it's probably up to a bit more, but it can't be more not than much. can't not be more mu- than five much. or six yeah. total coaches still yeah. coaching. I mean, go backwards and look at the the champions, right? Like Nick Saban was last year, and yep. it might be Nick Saban this year. So that list isn't going to grow if it's him. Uh, Kirby Smart would be a first time champion if he wins, but uh, you know, so I think LSU with uh, Coach O, right? He was a mm-hmm. first time champion, but as you backtrack the years, you don't find a lot of new ones. A- and I think you're right. And um, the I'll take the side of college football being broken over the side of the SEC is dominant. <laughs> so I think, yeah, there uh, you go. but, but it's, it, it, in seriousness though, I think it is true. Like Alabama and Georgia being what they are, like is a little bit of a broken system. And, and I think specifically it's Bama. I, I think if, if Georgia wins this year, Georgia, like Georgia really isn't a perennial champion. They actually haven't won a championship. I don't think yeah. in like a very long time or ever. I can't remember. Um, but here, here's what I think is a little fun thing to indicate how broken <laughs> the, the college football might be, which is that this isn't supposed to happen, right? You look at Alabama. Alabama, last last season's Alabama team, lost. They lost Mac Jones, Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith, Najee Harris. Those are four like premier NFL, NFL players. players at this yeah. point. Um, Landon Dickerson, Alex Leatherwood, Pat Sertain. Pat Sertain was a top, was a top 15 pick. Christian Barmore one of the best linemen on the Patriots right now, Deontay Brown and Thomas Fletcher. Those are a couple other guys that were drafted. They lost all of those guys. Can you imagine if, can you imagine if Boston, think about the effect on Boston college when they lose one player who gets drafted in the fourth round. We're like, I like almost cried when Zay flowers said he was coming back. Yeah. You know, (laughs) we have a good player. (laughs) We have one good player. Zay flowers was on the fringe of being a third or fourth round pick in the NFL draft and decided to come back to maybe be a first round pick. Right. So, so Phil Dracovic and Zay Flowers for BC have their sights set on being first round picks. I just named like five of them for Alabama. Right. And they lost them all in one year. Can you imagine like, like as BC fans, imagine losing that many first round and second round and third round NFL talents in one season well, <laughs> and then going back to the national championship the next year. It's just a different world. Like it's almost like the March Madness thing. Yeah. It's like they're, they're there's this illusion that anyone can compete. Oh, look, we've expanded the playoffs to four, mm-hmm. which is good. Like, oh, we're going to let the best teams in. Notre Dame's always got a shot. You know, yep. there's always the, all these yep. storylines. But there's dominant football teams. out. There's very rarely a crazy upset. Yeah. Well, especially, um, there's rarely a crazy upset when it matters. Right? Like, like oh, totally, you'll, you'll see totally, Alabama totally. lose a game during yeah. the season, right? Like, like, like anybody, you know, that any given Sunday thing, sure, it applies throughout the year. Yeah. But it doesn't appear to apply in the in the bowl in the big bowls and the playoffs, right? Even in the mediocre yeah. bowls, it happens, right? Like, like teams get upset. In everyone the, in will quote bowls. like, "Oh, but don't you remember X, Y, or Z? Like <laughs> Boise State over or yeah. whoever." And you're like, "Yeah, that's like eight years ago, and it's the <laughs> exception to the. It's the reason we remember the game. You know, yeah, it's right. it's why the why that yeah. exists. So it's true. Anyway, uh, that's true. a so, different conversation. But who but, who you? Let's just go to who you got. I, I mean, I'm taking Alabama. I'll take Georgia. <laughs> like, Let's do yeah. it. <laughs> like, I mean, at this point, it's like, to me, it's like that illusion is coming back where it's like, yeah, like we were for a second thinking that Alabama might not make the playoff because they were ranked like third or fourth going into the last weekend of the season. But it's like, no, there's there, we're still here. And, and I think we're getting close to the point where you just said, does college football have a problem? Oddly enough, like I don't feel like no. an overall hatred to Bama. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like. Like, um, I think of it, you know, as a Patriots fan, right? During their reign, like no fan in the NFL was rooting for the Patriots to ever win. Right. You know, I feel like fans root for Alabama still, <laughs> like despite the fact they win every year, people still root for them. Yeah. And so I don't know. It's maybe like it's just a persistence thing. thing. Like it goes yeah. in, you go from like, well, that's cool. They won. Then, oh my gosh, I hate them back to like, yeah. all right, fine. Like <laughs> I respect, like kind of like right. the LeBron yeah. thing. Everyone yeah, hated true. LeBron at some that's point. True. That's but now true. he's just like, all right, yeah, he's the best of all time. Yeah, whatever. maybe it comes back around to a respect, which I think goes right. to Nick Saban and the fact that, like I just said, he can lose that many players and somehow still has a team that is like the best team in the country. It doesn't make sense. But um, so anyway, I got Bama, you got Georgia. I don't think either of us, uh, I don't feel as excited about that at all as I did going into the playoff with the hopes nah. of like something new happening. So nah. I mean, if Georgia yeah. wins, I'm going to be like, yeah, it, it, <laughs> it, it is still relevant if they win. Yeah. But yeah, it doesn't it doesn't come with the excitement that, 
uh, that you'd think a first-time champion would bring, right? It just doesn't feel that way. I put all my eggs, so. all my hopeful eggs in the Cincinnati basket, being yeah. like, this is the shakeup we need. This, yep. finally, an undefeated, yep. crappy team makes the, the top four, <laughs> makes the playoffs. Yeah. And, and they get routed, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they For about a drive and a half, they hung around, so... Yeah. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens between Bam and Georgia. That game is on Monday night. So uh, that's for all the marbles. So moving to the NFL, though, mm, um, we're entering situation. quite the situation unfolding. So we'll talk about some non-football ish stuff first, pertinent to your team, of course. And then we'll go into the crazy week 18, the first ever week 18 of the regular season that we'll be witnessing and some of the scenarios that can unfold there. So let's start with Antonio Brown, Steve. Um, maybe I just open the floor up to you here because I think most people have seen what happened. Most people can't explain what happened. So what is your take on on kind of what's going on right now between Antonio Brown and the Bucks? Okay. So I I don't want to be biased here because I'm a Bucks fan. Yeah. But and I don't want to disparage Antonio Brown because he's had a lot of crap piled on him over yep. the years. But this seems in line with the Antonio Brown we all know. Yep. So like I if if what he says is true, he's injured and they forced him to go. There's a lot of storylines we'll get into them, but like you want to believe him, but this is exactly this is is par for the course. You know, yeah. this is exactly I was surprised nothing happened last year. I'm be honest. I was just, I am yeah. very surprised last year. Antonio Brown on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, there was no situation like this. Yeah. This year, I am not surprised. I am <laughs> I'm like, okay, there it is. I was waiting. It just took a little longer just a little than expected. Blip on the map and then eventually it got back to normal. Right. Yeah. Like it, it the the exception is when he's not crazy. The norm is when he's acting wild. Yeah. So we'll go over all the storylines. I, I I just want to read you one headline. There's headlines mm. coming out left and right. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> this it's, is a, it's real, a storm at this point. This Mostly real, Antonio Brown's doing, but yeah, this is a real headline right now. Fired Bucks star Antonio Brown smuggled OnlyFans model Dash, who went viral for licking a toilet seat in 2020 Dash, into his hotel for steamy sex romp and told her to watch quote What I Do Tomorrow the night before the Jets game. What? So. <laughs> I hadn't seen that one yet. Yeah. So he basically, there's, uh, they just re- like an hour ago, this this OnlyFans model released text of Antonio Brown saying, "Watch what I do tomorrow," like on the field. Wow. Yeah, I don't know if I mean you could say like, "Oh, watch yeah. me go off," but like that. Right. Right. I don't know if you say that to someone who's like in your apartment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, so so that that now it's clear that th- that this stuff is just going to keep coming out on every side of this, right? Yeah. Because it started with. It started with the obvious, right, um, reaction from everyone that, like, I think the the instant reaction was, like, he needs help. Like, totally. he needs mental help right now, right? Yeah. And, of course, Antonio Brown releases his whole thing, his side of the story, claiming it was, it was based on an ankle injury that yeah. he was being told to go out there and he couldn't. And, you know, it doesn't exactly jive well with his hopping around the end no. zone on his way out and not totally. limping at all. <laughs> that um, picture, by the way, is amazing. Yeah. He's shirtless in yeah. the end zone. There's a play happening they're, they're in, in the, the back. Yeah, yeah like Brady's in the huddling yeah. the team in the, in the background. Right. It's unbelievable. Um, but to go back to your point earlier, and uh, I don't know if I'll have time to find it, but I actually might spend a few minutes looking for it. I, I would love to see if I can find my own audio when the Patriots signed Antonio Brown. Because I remember saying to you, like, I hate this. And it's not because Antonio Brown's bad at football. It's because this will blow up at some yeah. point and it will be a negative for the team, even if it's a positive up until that point. Right. Yeah. Like like the team, like you are in a bad situation if your team de- develops a dependence on this guy. Yes. And then it blows up in, for instance, week 17 when you're getting ready for the playoffs right. and your top two receivers are hurt. Right. You know, like that is a bad situation for the Bucks, And I yeah. think you're right. Which is that the most surprising thing is that it that it didn't happen last year, right. and it's great that it didn't happen. And it was like, what the heck just happened? Like he turned into a model citizen and was a huge contributor on a Super Bowl champion, right? Right. And it's like, wow, like that's what everybody's been missing. Right. And then it's like, no, it now we're back to the normal. So without piling on too much, because again, I'm not saying with certainty that no one else is to blame here. Like I don't know if he was 
being told to play through an injury. I, I you know, who knows? That, but but does that strike you as do you know much about Bruce Arians and like how he coaches? Only and, on the surface, yeah. He so he is that guy. He's like yeah. totally chill. Like he is not a hard ass. He's not yeah. a a Steve Adazio like <laughs> think hands on the line. Like he is not that yeah. guy. Um, right. I right. mean. I don't know. Antonio Brown went uh, ten catches, a hundred yards the the week before. Yeah, right. Had all, was an ankle injury, suspended for faking his vaccination card. Like, there's all this yeah. drama. So, right. long story short, is I'm fine. I don't want to say I'm and, like, yeah. I, I, the Bucks have some injury problems. He would contribute to the team. Yeah. But this is not a net negative for me. I'm like, you know what? Right. Worst case, neutral. Best case, yeah. Yeah, he well, think, doesn't destroy the locker room because yeah, I, I think the Bucks are equipped to handle this. Like I think um, the the Bucks didn't develop such a heavy reliance on him that this is going to be devastating for them, right? Like so, yeah. I, you know that that I think is. I mean, the Tom Bucks Brady, are fortunate to not Tom be Brady could throw to me and you out yeah. there, legitimately. He threw, he threw he threw to Cecil Cyril Grayson, Cyril Grayson, or, yeah, Cyril never, Grayson, never played college football ever. <laughs> ever. And, like he catches the, the yeah. I mean, like it was it was a joke. Like you know, the, the internet re- reacted by saying like yeah, but it was the Jets, and I'm like no, but like w- just watch that drive. Like yeah. it's just ridiculous. Like they had no business winning that game, but yeah. like, um, and so yeah, uh, I, I guess long story short, I think um, the whether or not like like the other part of it that makes it a little bit less believable for me that this was like Bruce Arians basically forcing Antonio Brown into the game and then when he says he's too hurt like making like a throat slashing yeah. gesture and saying you're done you're toast like, you're literally you. <laughs> one week before that when Antonio Brown was newsflash suspended for having a fake vaccination card Bruce Arians went back on his prior statement yeah. from the previous year that said if he messes up once he's going to be done and he went back on that and said, yeah, I did say that, but I've now gotten to know this guy and this guy has changed himself and he's a part of this team and like yada, yada, yada. Stood up so like him. out of nowhere now, he just goes on the sideline and, and makes a throat slashing gesture and it's like, you're done. That does not jive at all with what he said to the media the week before. So yeah, everything points to Antonio Brown not having a lot of credibility in this situation unless he can present some some kind of proof. Okay. Like there should be video of Bruce Arians doing that if he did it on the sideline. Right? Yeah. Well, like, my my thing too is like as a Bucks fan, any fan, any sports team, yeah. You don't want negative attention. Like right. when the when the national news craps on the Rays stadium attendance, like I feel bad. I'm like, ah, yeah, like I'm a right. Rays fan. I want good positive right. attention. This, I don't have that reaction. This, I'm like, I feel like everyone knows Antonio Brown was due for one of these. Yeah. And we're lucky enough to have won that game, kind of cut him out, get right for the playoffs, and and go on without him. Not yep. having had him for the entire season because he was suspended and hurt right. and whatever. So, I don't want to say it's a good thing, but it's certainly not worst case scenario. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, not really much more to play out. I think he's officially been released now today by the Bucks. So this will probably be um, not an ongoing story for the Buccaneers anyway. It will be a story as Antonio Brown keeps his presence on the internet, of course. Back but- to the Pats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so there's that situation. Now, uh, another crazy, more on-field situation is some of the um, playoff scenarios that are unfolding for week 18. Can I and do so this just, one? Yes, but just to pre- I'll preface this by saying basically... For one, week 18 is uncharted territory. We've never had this long of a season. And I think one of the things that becomes more likely when you add this last week is that you have these more teams that hang in the balance of like one game could change everything because it also comes with that expanded playoff now. There's seven teams in each conference instead of six, right? So to preface what Steve's going to say, you should know that the NFL basically had not solidified any start times for week 18. Like, like they were they were tentative start times, but the NFL has placed the start times of these games now based on like who is uncertain to finish and who is, you know, has high stakes to get into the playoffs and make those games primetime and also later so that they're not you're, there's not this unfair like, oh, well, we're playing at the same time, but their game impacts our game, that type of thing, you know, so. Yeah. So go ahead. Lay the lay the groundwork for what the situation is. Okay. So here is your Sunday NFL slate. This is what you need to watch, and and it all hinges on an unfortunate um, predicate, which is at the one p.m. games, the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are garbage, who are Horrible. trash, terrible, uh, terrible, have to beat the 
uh, Indianapolis Colts, who are pretty good. Yeah. I, I would go as far to say good. Um, so that's likely not going to happen. But it could. The Jags don't need to lose anymore to retain the first spot. They have the first pick unlocked. Oh, is that locked up? Okay. Yes. If they yep. win tomorrow, or they win on Sunday, they have the first pick still. That's a lock. Right. So okay. they they could play to win. They, yeah. they, like a, a loss doesn't get them more. So the Jags beat the Colts at the 1 p.m. game. If that happens, the Chargers and the Raiders who play Sunday night football, like the America's watching last game of the year, game six, or is there game Monday night game? I don't know. Probably. There's no Monday night game and winner goes to the playoffs. Okay. In, so in that game. Sunday night, the yeah. last regular season game of the year, big drama. Yeah. Chargers versus Raiders. If the Jags beat the Colts, the Chargers and the Raiders both make the playoffs if they tie each other. That right. means we could have a Sunday night football game if they were smart and logical where every snap is a kneel for four yeah. quarters plus <laughs> overtime. They could hike the ball and snap so, and kneel every time. Yeah. Even, even fourth down punts. Just <laughs> kneel for... <laughs> they could both forfeit. They could... Yeah. It would be so, <laughs> smarter for both of them to forfeit than play the Sunday night football game. And, and so I it, desperately want it to happen. And, it, and I of, think well, for the love of the game, they're going to go out and play well, each other. Yeah. Winner makes it, loser doesn't. No, you both make it if you tie. <laughs> Shake hands and tie. <laughs> like It's true. I, I mean, so, yeah. Well, so there, there's two angles to it, right? One is... You'd of course, like so. One one of the issues is that these aren't like two stranger teams, I guess, right? Like these are division rivals, so sure. it does add that wrinkle to it. Like, a, like you know, Bucks I don't know Saints. if it says. Yeah, I was going to say Buck Saints. I don't know if that's as comparable, but like it is. It probably is for Chargers Raiders. It's not like a heated rivalry, but it's a division rivalry, right? And so it's like you know, um, you sort of in a way you still are trusting your opponent with the last kneel down, right? Like if you, if you're the one with the ball last, like, are you going to kick a field goal or are you going to let it be a tie? Right. Um, And so there's that, but another thing I read, which is like, uh, you know, this part of it alone makes me want this to happen just to see the fallout from it, which is that like, apparently, you know, a lot of people were saying that Roger Goodell, like would have it in his authority, like under the, the collective bargaining agreement, would have it in his authority to basically like if the integrity of the game was like challenged, like in a, in a situation like that, where they were essentially colluding to tie that he would have the authority to issue a double forfeit and prevent each team from making the playoffs. And like the next, like, you know, whoever that really? would, bump, whoever else was in. So if they both lost, give them both a loss. Yeah. Give them both a loss. So I would love to see an outcome where they, whether or not it was as blatant as you just described, like kneeling down for four quarters, like that seems unlikely to me to happen. Plus overtime. Unfortunately. But let's say it is a tie game with like 10 minutes left, right? Let's say that does happen. And they both play extremely passively and they tie. Like like they they punt it away in overtime and like they they tie the game. Like I I want that to happen, even if it's not as blatant as like kneel downs throughout the whole game, because I would love to see the pressure. Oh, man. Seeing that whoever that team is who's going to miss out because of the tie, they're going to be complaining, saying like that Goodell should should step in and because like they planned the tie on purpose or whatever. Like it'd be chaos, and the I want talking see that. heads would go nuts. Oh, We'd have go such nuts. a good episode. <laughs> so please, Jaguars, please, please figure out a way to win. Uh, do you know if the Colts are the Colts are still in the playoff picture? Right. I think the Colts need a yeah, win. So the Colts need to win. So like that makes it even less likely. But yeah. Um. But yeah, we can hope. We can always. We hope. can hope. So. I, it, it, and it would be bad for football in the best way yeah i agree i agree it's a good way to put it so um so that's the that's the big thing to watch in the afc playoffs i think the nfc is getting close to being set although not every spot is taken i believe the bottom i think the the bottom of the the wild card picture still needs to be solidified if i'm not mistaken but um bucks are pretty solid in that they have won the division but cannot get the one seed right i think green bay's locked up the one seed. green bay's locked up the one seed i think they still have to play to, to see if they can uh, get the two C. Yeah. Um, keep the two C. And then the Rams. Yeah. It's like them or the Rams. And either way, like you're gonna have to win some yeah. playoff games. You don't have a bye. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. I don't think you know. You got a home game. Like fr- from the beginning of the season, I sort of I feel like the the one bye instead of two now has changed a lot of things. Like I, there's no sense in gunning for the bye like all season if there's only one team that's gonna get it. Like yeah. 
you know, you're going to have to play three playoff games, whatever, play them, win them. That Brady yeah. did it last year, like whatever, just do it. Yeah. Um, the, what I do find interesting, uh, is that the, and, and I may, I may not be a hundred percent correct on this, but I'm pretty sure what I saw is that, so the AFC, the one seed is still like, has a lot of possibilities. Like, like now the chiefs are in the driver's seat. If they win, they're the one seed, uh, or sorry, no, no, uh, Tennessee. I mean, I think Tennessee's in the driver's seat because the chiefs lost to the Bengals last week, but Tennessee, Kansas City, uh, New England, Cincinnati, I think are all still possible shots at the one seed. And Cincinnati is re- is not playing Joe Burrow this week. Hmm. So they're like, we're resting they're giving him. up on the. Yeah. Uh, now it's an outside chance. And, and this is where I may be incorrect. Maybe they are disqualified from getting the one, but they're ahead of the Patriots in the standing. So and I know the Patriots have a path to the one seed, a long shot. So I think Cincinnati has a long shot path and they're saying that's not going to happen. We're going to prioritize keeping Burrow healthy, which is an interesting strategy, especially for a QB that's going to be going into his first playoffs, right? Like it's, that's interesting to give, yeah. to do that week off and like, see if they can just turn it back on. Cause they're on a roll right now. So, yeah. um, NFC is so, fun. Yeah. I like yeah. those teams. Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of, uh, it kind of came out of nowhere. The AFC has got a pretty good picture with now. I think Cincinnati is the key, like Cincinnati now having Joe Burrow and like being good, <laughs> like, changes a lot of things like it, yeah. like it adds that other team to the mix that's never there you know that that uh, you know gives a good wrinkle to it there's a lot of good teams um and it's funny because a few weeks ago when we talked about past the super bowl it didn't look like there was a lot of good teams in the afc and they've all right. kind of turned the corner again and gotten back there tennessee looks good again with derrick henry possibly coming back so um lots of lots of football to be played but both conferences the the playoff pictures look Pretty stacked up with good matchups, I think. I think the the first week is going to be great. Although one thing I'll say before we move on to football is that I think it's very dumb that the NFL is going to have a Monday night football game. Do you, do you know about that? Do you see no. that? No. What's that? For the well, the first weekend of the of the playoffs, right? Like there's an extra game because there's well, last year was the same way, but there's an extra game because it's two versus seven, three versus six, four versus five, and there's going to be a game on Monday night, which I think is so dumb. Hmm. Like. This is the playoffs. Like you're you're taking away a Monday of preparation for the team that wins. Yeah. Now, granted, they're not going to make them play on like Saturday of the next week, but they're going to have to play Sunday. You know, because the games are all Saturdays and Sundays moving forward from that. Yeah. I think it's really dumb, and it's just all for money for ESPN to get a game, basically, right? Yeah. So damn. Well, I don't love that, but I hope it's not the Bucks. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Same. Um. So anything else on football? Uh, no. We'll have more to come, but yeah. Go Jags, baby. <laughs> yeah. Let's make that scenario happen. So um, that'll do it for sports. Brings us into our second section, which is driven by the fans. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to slide into All right. That, okay. That's you know what time that is. <laughs> Keep moving. <laughs> Keep don't even address it. All right. So we got two questions from the audience today. Um, first one comes from Kat which is when putting on socks and shoes, do you do sock, sock, shoe, shoe, or sock, shoe, sock, shoe? So this was a hot topic when I was a kid. I don't know when you were a kid, you like hmm. actually thought about this. I thought about this a lot. Did and you, I would mix you, it up just to try them out. Yeah. Now that I'm an adult, <laughs> if you're an adult and you do sock, shoe, sock, shoe, you are a psychopath. Okay, I'm like on the same page. You should be in a <laughs> mental institution. <laughs> there is no way in the world that you should have a full shoe on when getting ready and one shoe barefoot. barefoot. Yeah, that no yeah. scenario. Unless I, you are not wearing socks. Unless you have yeah. sliders on. Loafers. The only, I'm trying to think of a scenario that that so there there is no scenario I can think of that wouldn't involve you having already put on one shoe and then having to backtrack. So like if I put on a <laughs> shoe and then I stepped in a puddle with my sock, then like, and I was in a hurry and I just need to like switch that sock out. <laughs> then like for a brief period of time, I would have a barefoot and I have one, one foot barefoot, one foot fully shoed. Right. Right. That is the I, only scenario I can think that's acceptable. I will say, I'll give you this. If you do it by mistake, sometimes you're tired. It's early. You're just like, do you're going through the motions and you just yeah. like, Oh, you drop a you drop your other sock and it's like far away. It's like whatever. Like I'll put the shoe if, on first. Yeah. Yeah. But if it's your if that's what you do, that's what you do. <laughs> cut me out of your life. Yeah. Because I don't want to be friends <laughs> with you. Yeah. I, I 
like, so to answer your earlier question, I, I really don't remember ever thinking about it much as a kid. Um, and thinking about it now when the question is posed, like feels very, very unnatural to me to even think about the sock, shoe, sock, shoe approach. So, yeah. So, yeah. There's no, on, sh- yeah. and there's no shoe where it makes sense. Like you think like, oh, right. what if you're a dress shoe? No, or a sneaker, oh, a ski boot. Like no freaking way, any of those shoes. Yeah, definitely. Even a ski boot wouldn't. Yeah, I was trying to think if maybe there's a scenario. No. I think the idea no. is behind it philosophically. Mm-hmm. You want to have shoes off as often as possible. When you get home, mm-hmm. you kick off your shoes, you know? Right. You don't, right. you don't want, if you have two socks on, you still don't have shoes on. If you are putting your sock right. shoe, right. your sock <laughs> shoe, you've put your shoe on faster now. Now you yeah. have one shoe before on. Before you needed to. Before you, you, you need shoe a shoe on. on. Yeah. Right. The other thing I, the other thing I think about is that I, I would be interested to, to hear from someone who was sock shoe sock shoe and i want to know how they take them off when they get home like yeah when they get home do they take one off Ew. and then take the sock off gross you don't take your socks off like right right there at the door you know i mean unless they were like all wet or something you know so no one would take their sock off at the time of taking the shoe off so why would you put your shoe on at the time of putting the sock on right Derek? you know i wish so. i could tell you I, I i'm sure there's people out there who do it they need help. Those people reach out to us. Yes. And we'll have you on the podcast. And, and we'll uh, call the police. We won't ambush you at all. So. <laughs> Hello, police. <laughs> we'll just do a conference call. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, you know, conference in the police and we'll say, yeah, we think we'd let, we, we, you should pay a visit to this person. Please so. stay on the line. <laughs> uh, so there you go. There's the first question. Thank you, Kat, for that one. And second question came from Instagram from Kim, which yeah. is, which, yeah, yeah, Kim Curtis. She's been on the podcast before, Shout I believe, out. right? She loves yeah. the podcast. Um, so, best Christmas gift you gave or received this year or all time? So, that's four questions. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to just pick and choose which one yeah. how to answer. Um, I will say I consider myself a good gift giver. Yeah. Um, and I'm just going to let you explain the gift I gave this year as my answer to you. Yes, great. Oh, that's a good that's a good approach. So, um I got back from Christmas break uh, to my apartment and I had a slip on the door. Okay, I'm going to give a little more backstory. Yeah, I love it. I I think (laughs) the story is kind of funny. So I had a slip on the door, the USPS slip that's hanging on my door. And these things always say like, you know, the the USPS person has to write your name on it. And that that slip, you bring it to USPS to get it picked up. This is if you don't have a secure location. I live in an apartment. They didn't just leave it outside. USPS always does this, right? So... I get the slip and normally I'm used to the slip saying like to Derek Robinson and it will say from like whatever the distributor is. So if it's like I get like a case of like Olipop soda, it'll say like Big Sky Fulfillment or something. That's who it's shipped from. Right. So I'm used to this, like saying something like that. This one says to D-R-O-B, D-Rob, from Steve. (laughs) That's just like that's what the USPS slip says. Not like a note. Like this is what the, the postal service says. Right. So I bring the slip to the post office where you are supposed to present an identification that says, this is my package. And so I give the slip to this woman and I hand her her, my ID and I can tell that she looks at it and and recognizes the mismatch. And she goes, this says drop. (laughs) (laughs) Not, not do She says, this says drop. She says, this says drop. She says, this says drop. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I think he wrote my nickname on it. I think I'm pretty sure it's a gift. It's a Christmas gift. That's great. And, uh, and she's like, She's kind of just looking at it and she, and she's like, she accepts my explanation and says, okay, hands me back my ID. And then she goes, and then she goes, she goes, is it going to be under D or R? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like how, how, how did you guys sort them back there? It says, uh, it says D Rob on it. So probably D. <laughs> and so, although, although I said my last name is Robinson, I don't know why I said that. And so she, I kind of left her with, with neither option. She goes back, she finally comes back with the present and she goes, it was under D. And then uh, she, she checks it out and then, uh, I, I think she just had a very deadpan sense of humor because after she gave me the package and said, like, is there anything else I can help you with? I said, no. And she goes, have a good day, Drob. Like deadpan, <laughs> like deadpan. She said, Drob. Yes. She goes, have a good day, Drob. So anyway, that was a story about the USPS That's great. I didn't pickup know that of the story. package. But I get the package and it's like a, it's a, you know, a one foot by six inches deep, like box. And it weighs like nothing. Nothing. And I'm like, zero. There's did nothing Steve send me it. an empty box? Like what, like what is this? <laughs> yeah. So I go back and inside the box are two, Penance, you know, like the, the well, you obviously know what I'm saying to the to the audience. You know the 
the triangular pennant that you hang up like a sports pennant thing. One of them is a 1985-86 Boston Celtics pennant. That's like 1985-86 champions with all the names of all the players on the team. It's like a very old school, but pristine, not like a worn out like pennant, like brand new pennant, but authentically from 1985 or 86. And the other one is a 1984, I believe, or 85, no, 85, but for the 84 season, Cotton Bowl. Boston College Cotton Bowl pennant. Yeah. And 84, 85, I didn't actually go back and check this, but I'm pretty sure that's the Flutie Heisman year. And they went to the Cotton Bowl against, I think, Alabama, was it? I don't um, remember. I don't remember. But uh, so, uh, and again, like purely from 1985, but pr- pr- pristine, like not yeah. used at all. And so, and I had a note with it and explained how he needed to pick those up. And it was, it was excellent excellent gift it was a garage sale pickup yeah legit garage sale pickup. i was like this is perfect and i know who exactly exactly who to give it to yeah so it's kind of the best kind of gift though like you don't like go seeking a gift it's like oh like i I, you see it and you're like i need to get that yeah and they were together clearly yeah Yeah, right yeah right this was this in florida yeah that that makes it incredible i know like i I, I was like maybe he did he got that sometime when he was here and went to a garage sale somewhere around here i don't know no in like (laughs) what (laughs) I don't know. I, I had no explanation for it, but that is that is very very crazy um, yeah. coincidence. So that's my answer. So, <laughs> yeah. That's a good answer. That's yeah, a good that's answer. That's my answer um, to gift giving. It's not my best, yeah. but it's it it's yeah. illustrate it's illustrative of yeah the gifts I like to give. To cover all the different avenues of the question, we might take a while. So yeah. um, that was one of the best I received as far as its um, uniqueness for sure. Um, I'll do two quick ones for best gifts I gave this year. Um, one of them was uh so my dad has a boat right and uh he they painted the back of the boat and renamed it and uh so that he did a paint job on the back i think i might have told just you when we had a question before about naming boats actually yeah, i forgot what the name um, was um they named it hakuna matata it was like oh, the, the back right. and it's, it's written there and so uh so i i found on etsy i found a uh a, a floor mat like for the entrance to the boat that's like was like customizable so it says like welcome aboard it has like a big um anchor uh, uh boat steering wheel thing on it and uh, says Hakuna Matata below. It's like custom made and cool. it's like it goes right on the boat. So that was nice. a cool one. And then the other one uh, was for one of my cousins. And it was one of the uh, gift types that you described on our prior podcast, which was books, right? Yes. She's like, she's like a freshman in college. She's like, a, she loves reading books. And uh, I'm like trying. So I have very little to go off of, but I know that she loves books, right? And so I'm talking to her mom, my aunt, uh, her mom, my aunt about like what genres she likes and stuff. And like, Basically, her aunt just sends me a picture of her bookshelf. And I'm like, okay, I have like six or seven books to go off of here. And so like I basically go pick out three books that I am like, she's I think she'll like these based on like what I've seen. Like do like an Amazon algorithm in your head. Like and so and I got a little bit of assistance from my aunt when she like found out one of the books from her friend that like she wanted. But two books that I picked out without any other knowledge but that picture were on my cousin's list of books that she wanted to read. No way. And she doesn't have a Goodreads or anything. I couldn't like go scout out there. I just had to take the picture of the bookshelf and then do my research on Goodreads to be like, okay, like what genre is this? Like what do other people like? They were like fantasy, like young adult type yeah. um, Which ones? books. Uh, so uh, Six of Crows was one of the ones I got. Never heard of it. Shadow and Bone. Shadow oh, of Bone. Shadow I and have Bone, heard the of that. Ne- the Netflix series. She was like, uh, it's a Netflix series, but it's also a, a, a trilogy. Um she really wanted that one and then uh ember in the ashes is another one which is like again young adult like yeah. um i know the bone one. Yeah. yeah shadow and bone yeah apparently the netflix series is good but um but yeah so that, that one i liked that one as a kind of like you know mission accomplished like <laughs> seeking yeah. seeking the right books and found them books so. is always good especially cuz i recommended it yeah right <laughs> but but it was a little bit different than the fashion in which you recommended it as an easy gift though right cuz like you were talking about books that are like they don't even necessarily have to read them. Like they might be a coffee table book nah, or like, yeah. I was like aiming for like, these are you're, books that you want. You were going for home runs. On your list. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so there you go. That. There's some, some good gifts on the list. Well so. done. Thanks Kim. So there we go. Thank you, Kat and Kim for the two questions that does it for slide into our DMS brings us into the third section, which is miscellaneous. So you want to kick us off with the first one? Do I ever <laughs> Derek, do you wordle? No. You don't wordle. No, I don't know what anything okay. written on this bullet point means. So, <laughs> <laughs> so today I'm, I was wordle 201, five out of six. That not the best wordle day. <laughs> I could send you my uh, scatter plot if you'd yep. like. Okay. Um, but wordle is a new 
game, daily game, one per day that's mm, okay. sweeping the nation. Wow. Okay. I will send you after this. It's it's going to be Please impossible to describe over podcast, so I won't do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's a daily word game that's very fun, and if you do it, you like it. And you can only okay. do it once per day. So right. Once every 24 <laughs> hours, you can do it. Apparently, I did some research. It was made by a, just like this uh, coder who whose wife was bored during the the lockdowns. Yep. So he created this little word game. It's it's basically like a um it's almost like a hangman. Yeah. It's like you get okay. you get some choices, you get five guesses at one word. And if yep. you guess if you guess the right letters, they like right letter in the wrong spot shows up yellow, right spot mm-hmm. shows up green. And and it's very simple, mm-hmm. but uh, like I'm very excited to do it again. Nice. Um, and then you get to send this little plot of like how you did to your friends it's like okay. here's a little squ- here's the squares yep here's here's the squares i did today let me know okay. how i did and it's the is same an, word for everyone is this an app like no it's just like a web like a i think you can only do it on your phone <laughs> oh. I, every time i want to open it i have to like scroll back through texts and find the link <laughs> yeah. so wow, um, okay. it's very fun i i'll send it to you after this and you will right. wordle and you'll enjoy it all right and if nice. you haven't wordled out there in the world Google it on your phone and do the world today and send it to me. Let me know how you there do it. There you go. Wordle. Yeah. Wordle. Wordle. And is 201 a good score, I'm guessing? 201 is the number of the, of Wordles there's been. So there's oh, only oh, there's okay. a finite amount of five-letter words. Right. Okay. So there can only be a, a couple dozen gotcha. thousand gotcha. Okay. five-letter words. So cool. this was the 201st Wordle. Right. Five out of six is not a bad... It's not a good score, <laughs> but it's... A score. You can score right. zero. You can. You uh, can. Yeah. So that's better than a lot. You of can. Scores. Yeah. You cannot. Right. You can. Um. You cannot finish the wordle. You, right. But I, right. I've, two days in a row, I've gotten it. I've only done it twice, but I'm nice. two, two for two. There you yeah. go. All so. right. I'll have to check that out. And uh, listeners, if that sounds like it's up your alley, give it. Give it a. Give it a try. Wordle. I appreciate your uh, feigning interest. No, I mean I am interested. I just I can't relate. Yet. <laughs> I know. But I know. Next time we talk, uh, maybe I will be. Able yes, to. Wordle's great. I'll send it to you after this, so. and then we'll talk Wordle. Nice. There you go. So Wordle is on deck. Um, next up, we have a much more packed than usual edition of your favorite segment, or maybe tied with uh, Taco Bell news. I'm not sure, but yeah. second favorite segment, 1A, 1B. Cozy Book Corner. All right. Um, this yeah, is this is more your segment than mine this time. Do you want to kick it off, or do you want to mix it in, or go after me, or what do you want to do? I mean, how are you going to do this? You're. I don't, I'm just going to be quick. I'm going to I'm going to give quick ratings. I say go through yours. Just, <clears> just this speed is round. this is like kind of groundbreaking. I'm impressed. This, we, we 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 played that sound effect that other time with the book train, right? Yeah. And the book train is, did like make a pit stop for a little while. Yeah. After that first book, but yeah. uh, this train is flying. It's, it's, it's back flying again. So we have since the last podcast. I mean, that, one of them I would think I was probably already underway but i mean three three books books that i have finished since the last podcast this is is kind of crazy this is a book bullet train this This is a book bullet train this is a book train if you've seen snowpiercer is that (laughs) you are book snowpiercer (laughs) (laughs) there's there's a pun in there somewhere Um, um so uh the the i'll start with the first one and i'm gonna be quick with each of them um, one by one by Ruth Ware was the first one I read, mm-hmm. and I would say it's the lowest rated of the three. Uh, I liked all three, so this isn't a, isn't a slight on that book. Um, I gave it four stars on Goodreads. I would probably, in hindsight, maybe go to three, but it's somewhere in the middle. I probably three and a half rounded to four. Um, it's your very typical um, kind of murder mystery. Everyone in the house, like people, keep getting killed. Like a who done like, it? Like who done it? Yeah. What's the um? What's her name? Agatha Christie. Yes, and yeah. most people in the reviews on Goodreads would say like this is like a like a poor man's version of an Ag- Ag- Agatha Christie novel. Yeah. So I haven't read those, but I could see that comparison being true. It, it's it's this book was a page turner, but it's not very deep and it's not very like um you it's not <laughs> profound in any way. It's just okay. like a it's just like a mystery that isn't like all that earth shattering of a kind of revelation. It's just more of like. There's things constantly happening and it like keeps you interested, but it's not that long and it's not that profound. Overall, though, I enjoyed it. So that's kind of yeah. where the bar is for me. So I'll give that one a I'll give it a 70 
um, oh, dragon okay. fruits. Okay, so pretty good. Fruits, yeah. Um, next one That's was the, what, which one? One by that one. was one by one by Ruth Ware. Okay. Um, the next one was the Gone World by Tom Sweaterlish. Okay. Um, this one I gave five stars on Goodreads, and I forget exactly. I think I'm going to go 89. Uh, Derek Dragon Fruits, I think, is what I gave it on my review there. Um, 87 is what I gave it on there. Certified Pattaya. Um, and I'm just going to read my review there because I think it uh, captures it well. So, Do it. The Gone World is one of the more unique applications of time travel in a story that I've seen. Readers of Blake Crouch's time travel novels will find a lot of similarities here, but this story is very distinct from those ones. The New Yorker said Inception meets True Detective, and I think that's very accurate. Mm. There are definitely some sci-fi heavy portions of the novel, so beware if that's not your cup of tea. For me, it was 87. So uh, Blake Crouch like had quotes recommending this book, saying it was really unique. And yeah. um, the the way I can best describe it to you as a someone who read those Blake Crouch books, yeah. it's way less jumpy. Like, like it, it's not like Blake Crouch, it felt like you were jumping to new universes and timelines. It felt like you were spiraling. Constantly, right? Yeah. This, this book, you really, gigantic chunks of the book are spent in the same setting. But the the premise of it depends on moving around the timeline so hmm. it's uh really interesting i liked it a lot it does get a little bit sci-fi heavy like as far as like the not like blake crouches in the way of like you know you you got past that one suspension of disbelief in blake right. crouches and everything like else space was real. Time, like a one space yeah. time jump this involves more of that like there's you need to sort of it's full-on sci-fi in some in some parts of it right okay um but overall my cup of tea as far as like the type of book i liked so um very high rating there so cool. Um, Say it again. Uh, the Gone World by Tom Sweaterlish. Cool. And the last one is the first John Grisham book I've read. Which I love is, it. I love yeah, this for you. The John Grisham thriller. guy. Yeah. I, I, I can relate to Steve now when he says that he's busy working on a trial. Luckily, um, <laughs> Derek, Derek John Grisham has written infinity books. Infinity. That's yeah. actually the accurate number. Um, and so this actually was one of his first, one of his first legal thrillers. It was uh, published in 1989, I believe. Um, very early in his uh, in his uh, novel writing um, career, and so this one is a lot. Uh, obviously, not based, not like uh, it's all real world. Unlike the other books I had been reading, no science fiction or anything like that. Um, set in 1980s Mississippi with like very deeply sensitive racial um, topics in this book, right? Like it yeah. starts with a crime against a ten year old black girl, and like you know, the, the father kind of takes the law into his own hands and it creates this insanely tense and volatile trial setting across that really ripples to the whole country, even though it's in this small town in Mississippi. And the main character is the, is the attorney for the defendant. And so it's sort of like a, you know, legal thriller, which is what all, most of John Grisham's books are yeah. from what I've heard. Um, you know, just the, it sounds like it's right on par with what you've heard John Grisham books are like. I haven't yeah. read any other ones, but um, you know, I thought it, this one in particular, I thought was very good. It was, it was, a, it was a page turner in many ways because even though it's kind of long and it's not like action packed, you, you still like everything, things happen throughout the book that are impacting the trial, even before it's in the courtroom. Right. And so, um, there's a lot going on. It's, it's also like sort of one of those where it feels a little bit before it's time, as far as things that are still relevant today, as far as like racial yeah, tensions. 89 is pretty old. Yeah, exactly. But it doesn't, it feels like it could have been written with some of the foresight of today in, in some ways, as far as like the, the um, like what's at stake with some of these kind of racial policies and implications and mindsets in the, in the population. Right. Yeah. Um, so overall very deep and profound book, I would say in this one, not, not at all the kind of like um, nothing like the previous two I just said, but I would definitely recommend it if you are looking for a way into that genre, I guess. So, you yeah. have skipped right past dad and went straight to grandpa yeah. with John Grisham books. That's true. Yeah. Just John Grisham right books. Past it. <laughs> yeah. Who needs it? I had to prime myself for, for the future, you know? Yes. <laughs> Cause John, and, and you're like, well, it's one of a, tri it's one of a trilogy. So I'm not sure if I'll actually read the other two. You I, I think I will, but they're not like next though. But that's so. how they get you. And yeah. then oh, you're, no. then yeah. you're reading John Grisham books for the rest of your life. No, I, I so while that may be true, I will not become an only John Grisham reader I for sure. Know, I have a, I have several books lined up that I'm going to read before his before the next one in this trilogy. Uh, one other thing, yeah. One other thing I'll say. Yep. Do your including first, including Piranesi, which yes, you mentioned can't before. Wait. So, um, the book covers for John Grisham are just so horrible. bad, horrible. Terrible. I can't get behind it. I just yeah, can't. They're, they're they're awful. They're terrible. <laughs> they're so boring and stupid. But like and like I, I finished the book. 
and I looked at the cover of the book I just read, waiting for it to make sense, and I'm like, no, this is this is dumb. Yeah, because <laughs> like I had it, uh, I had like a I had the mass market edition of this book, which I didn't really like. I you know it's it's you know you know what I mean the the smaller one that's like oh, right. at an airport. I didn't yeah. buy it at an airport, but that's where you know. Um, and uh, the cover of that one is so stupid. It's just like it's like a sunset with a bunch of trees and like right. a, a meadow, and I'm like that. That's like maybe the first scene of the book was that. I'm not like uh, no impact really. <laughs> right. So I don't know. Yeah. They're, so I agree with you there. Yeah. No art, but yeah, I've heard good things. I'm going to have to read one eventually. Yeah. So, so there you go. Oh, so those uh, are my three. Oh, I didn't give it a number, but uh, on Goodreads, I went four and a half. Okay. I gave it four rounded, uh, but I four and a half rounded down to four. So the low side of four and a half. Okay. So, um, well, I'm going to do another quick one just cause I read a book too. Yeah. Um, another grandpa author. Uh, I read farewell to arms by Ernest Hemingway. Okay. Uh, you may have heard of him. I have actually. Um, it's the second Ernest Hemingway I've read. It's the first novel I've read. I read Old Man in the Sea, which is like a short story. Very yeah. good for his style of writing. Farewell to Arms I didn't love. It's like a World War One novel uh, about an American who's mm. uh, an ambulance driver in uh, the Italian army. Yep. And it's just, he writes so like matter of fact. Characters like, how are you feeling? Good. Good. I'm glad. How are you? I'm good too. Like it's just, very, it's just, it's just so, yeah. and that's kind of his style. It's, it's very to the point. He only uses exactly as many words as, yeah. as he needs to get to the point. Right. Um, and that makes for a good story sometimes, but not in a war drama. There's like death and love and, and yeah. heartbreak. And uh, this right. was, it didn't really suit the style. Right. Anyway, I'm going to give it a 68% Steve Nicholas avocados, okay. a farewell to arms, Ernest Hemingway, not the best. There Just, you go. Yeah, there's probably yeah. better Ernest Hemingways. You could skip right. it. Right. Okay, cool. You can skip it, but 68 if you want to read it. So, All right. There you go. So there's our most populated Cozy Book Corner, I think, yet. So That's uh, so many books. We need to not have books. four books. Stop reading well, books so fast. Yeah, well, we had a little bit of a layoff over Christmas. So that, that's that's true. partly why. And also, I didn't work over the, like, the week before Christmas and New Year's, so I read a lot then, too. Let's get um, to the good stuff. The good stuff. Netflix. The, all the, enough with the nerd reading <laughs> Idiots. stuff. Um, so, Steve, did you watch Don't Look Up on Netflix yet? I have not, but I've heard okay. a lot about it. Okay, so then I will keep it to a surface level, um, but you've obviously heard a lot about it. I definitely recommend watching Don't Look Up. Oh, I've heard um, the opposite. Really? Okay. Yeah, I've heard it's Interesting. bad. I, don't, I didn't think it was bad. Um, okay. So, but... So there are parts of it that feel bad. <laughs> like, like, okay. like, so, so like there's, there's, there is definitely a part in the movie when you could consider giving up. Like you'd be like, I don't want to like, uh, I'm, I, I, this isn't for me. Okay. But I think if you stick it out, I, 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 I thought that it was good. I thought it was well done. Okay. Um, I thought that it was, I mean, it's satire, right? Like, like it's, yeah. and, and, you know, you have to fully appreciate it for what it is. It's, it's non-comedy satire. Well, like, oh, and so that, that's the worst description of anything I've ever heard. Non-comedy well, well, satire. So, it, it, but it, it's it's really large-scale satire on the state of the world sure. is the way I viewed it. Um, and I think the acting's excellent. Like, so, like, I, I think that um, I don't know if it rises to the level of getting awards, but I could see Leonardo DiCaprio or Jennifer Lawrence being nominated for awards for their acting in this movie. Wow. Um, I thought their acting was excellent and I don't know. So I, I, I won't give, I won't shed too much more light on it until you watch it if you do. Um, but I recommend it. I think that it, uh, is, you know, it, it, critics aren't liking it. I think audience are totally split on it. Some are liking it. Some are hating it. I think it's worth watching, even if just to be a part of the discussion on it. Um, True. Uh, you know, I, and just with a loaded cast and like, you know, it's not like it was unwatchable for me. I think it's, I think it's worth watching just to see if, if you enjoy it or not, basically. So, what do you think yeah. the critic and audience uh, tomato meter is? So, I did look at this once, but I do not remember what it was. All I remember is that I think that they're pretty far apart from each other. Hmm. Um, I'm going to say the critics probably gave it like a 30, and I would guess the audience is like in the 70 range. Oh, not bad. Audience is 77, and not tomato bad. meter critics is 55. So, 55. Okay, that's higher than I thought it was. Still not. It's still the green smush. Yeah, right, right. Not the fresh. Right. I will say, brief hot take, and I don't know, oftentimes, if the difference between the critics and the audience is like a plus 50 or better, 
meaning the audience is 50 or more points higher than the critics, yeah. I'm like, let me watch that movie. Because <laughs> that is probably a good movie that the critics are stuck up about and think it's stupid, but the audience loves it. So yeah. let me watch that movie. That's probably like a stepbrothers. Or like a, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's good. You know, we'll have to test the theory. I, I, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to narrow my field of movies to only the ones that critics hate it's only a data point to add okay. to, the, to the to the discussion okay so so there you go don't look up um definitely consider watching it if you're looking for to kill some time and want to see what everyone's talking about so um do, last so, topic so yeah, do look do look it up if you're willing to do watch look it up do look <laughs> yeah look it up but but yeah don't look up yeah, so um so there you go. Uh, last topic. Steve, you want to do this one? The Great British Baking Show. Derek. Yeah. Do you watch The Great British Baking I Show? I have, but I, I wouldn't say I do watch it. Did you it, watch but this I have season? Watched it. No. Oh, so. it's a great season. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I won't reveal anything because that's the whole point of this <laughs> show is like who wins right. at the end. Right, um, right, right. But if you haven't watched The Great British Baking Show, we really, really love it. It is just pure, wholesome, good television. It there's, is. There's nothing else, especially now, like the world is grim. Yep. The climate is going to kill us all. There, yep. the we're a year. It was the it's legitimately a year from the the insurrection on the Capitol. Yep. Like the, the world is grim. Yeah. Watch Great you British need, Baking. You just show. need great. Yeah, you need watch it. lovely British people bake. It's just it, a positive it, thing in your life. Like, and it's not just like lovely. It's also competitive and fun, and you learn a bunch. It's just yeah. It's a very well it's done, true. well edited, well well uh, judged show. All of it. I agree. From what I've watched, I agree. I haven't watched the season, but I will. I will put it on the list to watch. Yeah. Especially if you say this season in particular is good. This so. season, the, the the bakers are in particular very good and nice. fun. Okay. Like good as in like fun to watch. Good Enjoy TV it. characters. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Um, right. They're all great bakers. Right. Um, but the only issue is it's COVID season, so there's not right. as much. Oh, yeah. True. There's family and friends who usually show up and do stuff at the very end, and they didn't do that right. this year. So right. I won't exactly. give away who won, but I'm happy with the results. All right. There you go. Yeah. I will make sure to watch it. So. Great British Breaking Show. Many of you probably watched it already, but make sure you watch this season if you did not. Shout out, Paul so. Hollywood. <laughs> um, so that is it for the main topics. Brings us into the final drive. Final Steve, drive, Derek. What do you got? I've got <laughs> New Year's resolutions. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do <laughs> yeah, that. <all> right. <laughs> do you have one? So I do have one. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. All right. Cool. Obviously. This is this is this was this is a big one actually. Really? Like, th- this relates to one of our topics in this in the show. And I haven't told you this yet, but I'm, I've been saving it for this, for this wow, moment to say I'm it, nervous. Right? My New Year's resolution. Okay, you I'm ready? Very, I'm very scared. This year, I plan to write a novel. No freaking yep, way. To write a novel. In I'll one give year? You, in one year. I'll give you more information on this outside of the podcast. I can't share everything live to everyone. But my resolution is-, is to actually write a novel. I'm not like, not going to, you know, it's not like you're going to see see it on a bookshelf like in november right yeah but well, to have a, have a draft of a novel written this year cool we're gonna so, have, we have a and it's li- underway it's underway what so yeah. we have a lot more to talk about <laughs> so that's my be, resolution can this yeah. be do you want it to be secret until like you're you're in the thick of it does not have to be secret but i will not be sharing more info yet so oh, you're such a not, not to the not to the podcast audience, but I will share some info with you. Not to your closest friends, the podcast well, audience. <laughs> it's just too soon to broadcast. You know, what if we what if we go viral? You know, <laughs> true. You're right. Save it. Save that. So there's one. The re- that's my resolution. Well, I, I usually stupid. don't have a resolution. Why would so. you go first? I, I gave you the chance to go first. All right, I take it back. T- I take it back. You, you go first. You told me yours was good. <laughs> Mine's stupid now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do this. No, no, there's no such I'm thing. Go, it's I'm not gonna super. run. I'm just gonna be a runner. <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst. I'm proud of you. What's yours? My, um, actually, Kelsey and I have a dual resolution. Nice. Um, and I bought new running shoes for it. Oh. Run 250 miles this year. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's not a lot. It, it ends up being around five, five-ish miles a week. Okay. That's a lot, kind of. I mean, it's a lot, but you can totally do it. It's not like yeah. something crazy. But there's yeah. a very a uh, tangible number, which I like. Right. And yeah. I've I've made a little tracker, so it's got a little um. Nice. It's it's like instead of you filling like a beaker, I'm I'm filling up a little road. It's like the yeah. road goes to 250 miles. Um. So yeah, I'm four miles in, six days. I think I'm on track. Wow. Nice. Yeah. See that that's. Yeah, I like that because like you just like oh I'll go for a run and then it's like a day goes by and so like, yeah I went for a run yesterday right 
Right. But now, like, you're building towards something, and it's like, oh, yeah, like, I added to my goal with that run. Like, yeah. It's kind of like yours. Right? It's a, it's a, yeah. In a, it's a, an achievable goal. It's not, yeah. I'd like to right. work out more, or I'd like to, I don't know, Measure. read more. I'd like to write more. It's, yeah. no, I, I, I want to hit a number, and right. every time I do it, I have to track it. It's achievable and measurable. Yeah. Those are like fundamentals of setting good goals. Like those are some of the things you want, right? Yeah. Not just like vaguely like do this more, right? I'd like to run and write two novels. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. There you go. That's better. Yeah. All right. Just, what's your mind's right? Two novels. You could, you could write while running. You, you could get a treadmill and, and write a novel while running 250 miles. It's true. I like that you call, you immediately called it a novel. Not a yeah, book, not, not a story, a not a no. short story. Novel. A novel. novel. And I've done the research. Like, you know, typical target, like word count and stuff. 100,000 words is about what I'm aiming for. If there's one thing I do know about yeah. you, and it's one thing I appreciate appreciate about you, is you do not half-ass things. No, that's You whole-ass things. <laughs> you do. And that's yeah, not, that's no, it's not, true. Yeah. It's true. So I, I, I guarantee you've done the research, and, I, and if you yep. start it, you will do it. Yep. Um, if you want me to help in any way, I would love to. I will definitely use you for help, for sure. To what extent, we'll see. Because I also want to maybe, maybe I want you to be able to read it when it's done, right? Like not as opposed to like all the way through. Would you like me we'll to go, ghost write it so you don't have to do any work? Ooh, great point. Yeah. I'll just do it. All right. Well, you settled. ghost write it for me. Yeah. And if I like it, <laughs> I'll publish it. Right. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. yeah I like that approach. We'll do yeah, that. Good. <laughs> or, or I'll just say it's written by Derek and Steve. That's <laughs> right. yeah, true. Just put my name on it. <laughs> Illustrations by Steve. I'll do the book cover. Um, so, it's funny. So there you go. Ghostwriting so, sounds cooler than it is. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Ghostwriting sounds like, ooh, fun. But it's really just <laughs> writing and not getting credit for it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. So, But yeah, so more info to come on that. But, wow. Uh, cool reveal. Go. Good job. There's, so, there's some two good resolutions. Pretty much every year, I'm like, yeah, I don't really have anything. So. We kind of, we, we, we turned the tables this year. Measurable goals. How the turntables. So, and we're documented now. So. Yeah. Now we're, yeah, it's, it's so. saved. So keep us but. accountable, please. <laughs> so there you go. That's all for episode 157, the first of 2022. That'll do it this time. And we'll see you guys next time on episode 158. Later days. <laughs>